The purpose of this show is solely to provide information for you to make your own decisions on the subjects that are presented. Welcome to the Ben Armstrong Show, folks. So glad that you have joined me. You know, Tucker Carlson had a fascinating interview with Jack Posobiec, and I want to bring you as much as I can. And it's really about how, how America got here and where we're headed, but really the past to show how we got here is so important. And they discuss how America lost its way. And Tucker even says that the Bushes and the Republicans themselves tricked him when he was younger. I used to always wonder why I loved Tucker so much more when he went to Fox News than when he was on CNN and stuff. I don't know if you had this, but when when I used to watch him and he was on CNN, I was always like, eh, Tucker's just, eh. So when they gave him a show at Fox News, I was thinking, oh, that ain't going to be that good. And then I said it was like he was unleashed. He got his own show, and all of a sudden, this super... It didn't happen instantly where he got super, super conservative, but this different Tucker emerged and he got more and more conservative as time went on. And he talks about that and how, you know, he kind of followed orders. Even when he was working at the National Review and he regrets some of the things that he has done. And I think it's worth to hear because of we're heading into a new year, but we got to know where we came from, how we got here. And their conversation is so good. I want to give you as much as I can because it's so good. So first, Tucker's talking to Jack Posobiec about the Republicans tricking him, the Bushes especially, and he even says the Bushes were the Obamas on the right. And that's a scary statement, but at the same time, it's so true. I, I mean, I got tricked by the Bushes early on as well. So he's not the only one in that boat. Take a listen. I, I mean, I'll just admit it out loud. I'll just say it. I, you know, my family had a lot culturally in common with the Bushes. Mm -hmm. Weren't like intimate friends at all. No, no, but, you mean. know, knew them. Yeah. But they were, you know, we just had a lot in common with them culturally. And the same magazines. Right. Right. No, but I mean, I just didn't. But we were like pretty legit conservative in my family and they weren't at all. And we just, I guess, didn't get it or something, you know, and George HW would show up and he had just wonderful manners and he wrote thank you notes and he wore grow grain, you know, watch bands and love spaniels and like looked just like my family. So, I mean, I, I just identified with him in a way um, that was non-ideological and I missed, I mean, I can't believe I'm admitting this. I feel embarrassed, but it's just true. And I want to be honest, missed like the degree to which they were subverting true and important conservative impulses, not even ideological impulses, but just like, hey, let's not wreck our country. Yeah. And they were not at all interested in the country at all. And the father had participated, clearly participated in some of the biggest cover-ups in American history that we should all be offended by, mm -hmm. including the Kennedy assassination. So how did I miss all that? Well, because... I don't know, for those reasons that I mentioned. That's right. I think a lot of us missed it. And part of the reason is, is, is that Bush 
use the excuse of being going above it all. Remember that? Remember when we used to complain that they they never defend our position properly? I know you had to have been frustrated. Think about all the people that were on TV back then that were supposed to be arguing our case, and they would never win in the arguments, even on TV. Like you were like, sit at home. And part of the reason I became a talk show host is like, I could destroy these people. And I'm watching the people that the Republicans put forth on these talk shows and they wouldn't. But now we find out, well, that's because they were rhinos. And so the Bushes were rhinos, Republicans in name only. They're really, they're, they're about, they have a belief in a free market system. They do have that. And that's the only thing that separates them from the Democrats. But everything else, it's just about money, greed. And, and, the, and Bush used to not defend when he would get attacked. And act like he was going up above it all. And we would get so mad and say, defend ourselves. Oh, no, he's being presidential. That's why they don't care when the media would be vicious towards the views that he would speak on the right. So if he gave a state, state of the union address, he would say the things that we want to hear. And we would be like, yeah. But then after that, the media would come and destroy him. And then we would say, well, you wouldn't hear him ever defend his positions after that. And you know why? Because he didn't re really believe in those things. He was just stating what we wanted to hear. And then in the back rooms, they agreed with the Democrats. They agreed with them. And the Bushes tricked me at the beginning. And I supported the Iraq war at the beginning, but I was one of the first to wake up to, to it being a farce. Um, what woke me up, I don't know what it was that woke Tucker up. The thing that woke me up is when they said that they were going to build a democracy in a Muslim country in Iraq, and that was going to be their plan. When Iraq had nothing to do with 9-11 in the first place. And I was like, what is this? And then I woke up to starting to turn against what we were doing. But of course, I was supporting the war efforts and was supporting the soldiers was doing that. So I don't blame Tucker. I think a lot of us are in the category of Tucker being tricked. Here's a little more of what they had to say. Yeah. Not reading human events. Right. Yeah. And, and, and but and human it, events right, didn't right. miss it at all. Human events doesn't miss anything. No. You know, and it's, it's funny though, because I'll see some people they'll go, Oh, now that Posobiec is, 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 you know, doing human events that he's turned the publication into this conservative grassroots method. I'm like, no, it's always literally been that exact thing. Always, always. And it was always counterculture in a nice way. And, um, but the Bushes, man, they were, that was very insidious. Oh yeah. They were the Obamas of the right. I would say it was a stealth operation yes. and you didn't sort of feel it at the time. It kind of came over you gradually. And by the time you realized it was happening, like a lot of the things you loved were gone. And all of a sudden George W. Bush is admitting, you know, giving China most favored nation status and getting us involved in these wars that had no benefit to the United States and, and things like that. And, that was like, they called it good and patriotic. And in fact, it was the opposite well, of both like, of those things. The most favorite nation status thing is crazy to me because that that comes right on the heels of Tiananmen Square. Oh, I know. Right? So it's June 4th, 1989. And we, you know, I talk about, I lived in China for two years. So we talk about it all the time. Speak Mandarin. You know, that was my focus in the you Navy. You speak Mandarin? Hui Hui Whoa. 
That's amazing. <laughs> thank you, thank you. So, so studied this a ton, studied the CCP, and we, you know, it's like, I see the way that the West responded to Russia's invasion of Ukraine. And it's like, you are the demons, you are evil, you know, we will crush you, we will sanction you, you know, everything Russian is bad, you know, the, the uh, you know, the, the Moscow mule is now the Kiev mule, whatever, right? You know, that, that's Kiev, by the way, you know, oh, excuse me, I'm sorry, sorry. Kiev. I'm so freedom sorry. fighters pronounce it Kiev. Do, do you have the lashing stick or do I have to go up high? <laughs> Yeah, they are so right. And it's, it's amazing uh, when you look back at how we got here. But, but when Tucker says that the Bushes were the Obamas of the right, it's harsh, but true. And to trick us into wars with secret agendas and trick the American people into doing it, it's pure evil. I feel so bad for our veterans who they did their job because they were doing it wholeheartedly to protect their families at home and wanted to fight the fight over there. So the war wouldn't come to us that, and, and so the soldiers had the right motives, but it's leaders. It's leaders had none of those motives. And that, that is really, really frustrating. So then they get later in the conversation and in another clip, they talk about how the Republicans sold us out to China. And that's what they were kind of getting into at the worst time, right after Tiananmen Square. Very interesting stuff. It's like I said, we're heading into a new year. We've got to know where we've been so that we can fight a good fight going forward and never be tricked by people like this ever again. And I don't think we will get tricked like this ever again. It's all been exposed, but still, it's good to see how we got to where we are here in America. So take a listen to this. It's like the response to Tune Square, well, why didn't we do that to the CCP? Oh, the I response know. to that is, hey, let's sign trade deals. I know. And let's move all our manufacturing over and let's screw over all the people, like the working class in America and take away all your wealth and take away all your ability to generate wealth and care for your families and live in a, on a single payer household income. And, and no, we're just going to build up China instead. And they cut these secret deals. And I, I 100% believe that when, when George H.W. Bush, as you say, he sends Scowcroft over there, the national security advisor, they sign a secret deal in Beijing. Well, like the blood is still on the cobblestones, right. Of Tiananmen square. And which I've been to many times. And in, it was, it was basically that. It was basically that, that you will become the factory of the world, right? We will run, so the Bushes and that kind of tier, yeah. you know, we'll, we'll provide the capital, we'll provide the IP, we'll provide all we'll, of this. We'll do the banking for your yeah, fascism. Yeah, the banking. Yeah. And, and, what, and when they say, what about the people in the middle? It's like, what about them? Yeah. You know, what about them? Well, they hated them, actually, because they were in and the this way. And is, this is basically, you know, we talk about globalism, nationalism today. I think that's kind of where the seeds of the globalist yes. system began. Yes, and I, and I, because I'm 54, I, you know, I saw all of it from a pretty close vantage, and I missed the significance of virtually everything that was happening at the time. I just didn't see it. Mm. And I saw, you know, shadows of it or outlines in some case, but I, I could not put it together. And I'll never forget, however, the reaction when Pat Buchanan ran in 92 
And then he won the New Hampshire primary yes. in 1996. And I was in an editorial meeting with Bill Crystal, who's a very sinister, very short man who was running this magazine that I worked for at the time. And he was like, which was not human events for the it was record. Not. It was called the weekly standard. Yes. It's since out of business, but right. there were a lot of good people worked there. A lot of smart people. Bill Crystal was not among them. He was never smart. He was like the least smart person there, purely a, a nepotism hire because of his dad. But he was panicked. He was absolutely panicked about Pat Buchanan. And he dispatched me to write um, a series of pretty tough pieces on Pat Buchanan, which I... And he's, I'm going to give you more of him regretting writing these. But Bill Crystal, I always thought was a scumbag. And for some reason, when he, the first time I ever saw him, I'm like, I don't like this guy. I didn't believe he was a Republican. I sniffed him out as a, a rhino on day one. But for Bill Crystal to order Tucker early in his career to do these hit pieces on Pat Buchanan, I remember I voted for Pat Buchanan. He didn't win the primary, but I, I voted for him. Anyways, it's basically because they were speaking the truth. And they can't stand it. That They are... They are a uniparty, and they were a uniparty then, but they were hiding it, and they were just pretend. It was, it truly is, and you've heard it, and I used to hear that when people sniffed it out before me, that it's like WWE wrestling. You know, they stand up there and yell at, at each other in the house and stuff, and then they're going out to eat later, slapping each other on the back for a great performance. But it wasn't anything they really believed. Now, the Democrats talk about everything that they believe. It's the Republican rhinos who never talk about what they really believe. And and they do to our face. They do when they come to the speeches. And then they know if something's going to pass, they just figure out how many do we need to not have it pass. Oh, it's your turn. You know, I, I, I need my record to look more conservative and I already voted two conservative things down. So this time I'm going to vote for it and you vote against it. And they really would do that. And so then you, you can't really look at their conservative records and even get a true judgment on their, by their voting records because they would manipulate that. They would always figure out what they needed to do to make the Republican Party lose. This is Republicans making the Republican Party lose. This is how we got to where we are. We kept saying all these years of Republicans saying, oh, we're going to cut government spending and cut government programs. Oh, my goodness. That's why we, we never got anything we ever wanted until Donald Trump became president. And, and Trump blew it all up because we could see, oh, wait a minute. They can do these things. And a president could easily do things with executive orders. And, and we're looking at this and saying, look how much Trump did while they were attacking him. It's actually easy. It's because they really hate us. Well, let me go back to Tucker because he then talks about how he apologized to Pat Buchanan. And in his early career, he was following orders. It wasn't what he believed. He was just trying to keep a job. Dutifully did. 
I realized later that I'd been completely used by this weird little midget, and I apologized to Pat Buchanan, and I meant it, and I will do it again today. He accepted my apology, and we became friends. But the point is, official Washington was like absolutely hysterical about Pat Buchanan. And you're like, well, why? Right. Why? What's so scary about Pat Buchanan? He was like, and same with Ross Perot. They're hysterical mm-hmm. about Ross Perot. Because they were saying true things. That's why. And that's right. the only reason. That's the only reason anyone ever gets mad in Washington is because you tell the truth. So I should, but I was too young. I just didn't understand it at all. And he's saying he didn't understand it at all. He was too young. Understandable. Um, it's amazing to see Tucker's career that he went from when he was on CNN and doing the weekly standard, he seemed like he was run of the rhinos to me at the time. I was suspicious of him. And to see that when he got on Fox News, I I saw that he was unleashed. And I'm like, oh, I'm seeing who the true Tucker is. That that was awesome. But to think he went from there working with the Weekly Standard, the number one rhino magazine that, thank goodness, is out of business now, to he's the top conservative thinker in America since Rush Limbaugh died. When, When Rush died... Tucker is now the number one big time conservative thinker that we turn to. What a career, what a change, but Tucker never stopped growing. And we have to learn that in just life. We could be wrong about things. And if you could admit you were wrong, and if your goal really is to be on the side of truth and what is right, well, God's going to reveal those things for you. And you will be on those on the right side eventually. So it's just a fascinating conversation about how we got here. And it's all in deep truth. Here's more. So this, and people, because people say, oh, well, Trumpism is this new thing. And Trump, I don't think it's new. No, of course not. It's not not new. Of course not. Buchanan was tapping into it. Perot was tapping into it. It was nascent. You had these people who were pushing against it, obviously. And I think for, I, I think personally, it's, it's tapping into that, but plus the rise of independent media and independent voices that have actually given. They're such fools though. They're such ability. fools. Look, every system needs a correction at some point. You just need an update. And we do personally too. Like your assumptions do not hold over time. Things change. It's a dynamic world. We don't acknowledge that. Human nature actually doesn't acknowledge that. We imagine everything's just the same as it was. It's never, it never is. So you need to to update the system, and democracy is supposedly self-correcting. If you prevent those corrections from happening, the only thing you do is stoke radicalism. The thing about Perot, who I covered, Pat Buchanan, who I covered and knew well, um, he's still alive, uh, and Trump, of course, who I know, is that they're all moderates. They're all basically very moderate. Yeah. You know, they didn't want to blow anything up. They had destruction was not on their calendar at all. They just wanted to apply common sense principles to governance and they were all treated like Nazis and so, and, and thwarted all three of them. And so what's going to happen? Like the next guy who builds a national following in Trump's footsteps will not be moderate at all. He's going to be angry and he's going to be revolutionary. And I can't foresee what will happen after that, but I just know how systems work and they're ensuring that we're going to get like an actual demagogue. And after, this is interesting because he's 100% right that Trump comes on the scene. He is actually quite moderate. He's not going in there 
looking to destroy anything other than, yeah, he was saying drain the swamp. He, he understands now so much more of what needs to be done, but he's not some crazy loon trying to bring down America. He was really, truly trying to make America great again. And they're saying, and his worry is, is that there's going to be someone that follows in Trump's footsteps that will be radical in that where I guess basically what they accuse Trump of insurrections, what they accuse Trump of, which he's done none of these things, all these fake accusations, there actually will be a guy that would do that and rile up people because history shows that's what follows when a country is being overthrown by communists. The only way you're going to stop them at some point is if you most likely have a civil war or you have still fair elections and you truly can get rid of these people and truly drain the swamp. The whole point about fixing the elections and draining the swamp is to keep our country. So we don't have some radical civil war thing, but look, they don't want America to stay the way it is. Let me see if I can get a little more. They do touch on immigration too, and how it's not the same thing. I don't know how much I can give you. Let me, let me squeeze what I can in. After years of telling us that Trump, who's like a totally conventional guy, with just some interesting views, but doesn't want to hurt anyone. He's totally nonviolent. His main fear is nuclear war. I mean, the guy is not what they say is he's the opposite, but the next guy will be what they say Trump is actually, because people are too frustrated. And, and then we're going to get radical politics. People are going to get hurt. Then it gets more radical. Like this has happened in every country on the planet, except ours for 150 years. And people lack imagination. They don't think it could happen here. It's happening. here. Well, and you'll get, and at the same time, you'll get the response to that guy. Of course. Right. And the response to that guy will, and I've said this so many times, will be like, like a, imagine like a young millennial Chavez. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Who comes up and, right. and, and he'll, like, like they wanted this to be AOC, but she, she didn't really have it, you know, but she didn't have like, it. She was, she's a servant of the banks. But imagine so, like, like an actual oh, yeah. charismatic millennial and, and cause everyone's in debt now, right? Everyone's in debt. And so you can't own anything. I'm talking millennials. Oh, like I know. Everyone passed. So you can't own anything. You're all in debt. You've been screwed by college. Oh, I screwed agree. by everything. I agree. And now along comes somebody. And this is how it always goes, right? And every single, every single. And that person will go after the finance infrastructure, the banks. Oh yeah, the people who lend money at, at mm-hmm. incredibly high rates right now. I mean, I think the average, what is the average credit card rate? Nineteen or twenty percent. We have higher credit card debt right now in this country than we've ever had in our history. How? And of course, you can't discharge it in bankruptcy, thanks to let me just guess. Oh, Joe Biden, oh, the senator yeah, yeah, from Delaware. Guy. Yeah, you see the financial system. They didn't. I don't have time to get to where they get to the immigration. The difference. Two, with a financial collapse in this day and age is with all the illegal immigrants coming across the borders. You, you, and, and with the robots taking over jobs, like they, they were talking about, and I didn't get a chance to play you this, but they talk about how, I believe they said in Phoenix, they got a whole bunch of self-driving taxis actually out on the roads working right now where there's no human being. Those are jobs that immigrants would easily pick up and they're not going to be able to pick them up. And if you have an economic collapse with this massive influx, you are heading for impossible odds of a, a country surviving. 
Folks, we had to know where we came from so that we can continue to battle and go forward. Put it in God's hands. Don't forget that you can go to the New American for the best news coverage. You can go if you want to get involved. There's all sorts of ways you can get involved through jbs.org. No matter how bleak it gets, always fight and always do what is right and fight for the truth so that God will bless you. As you can see, I'm still doing it. I hope God blesses. And I hope in whatever way to inspire you to know that Jesus is no joke. When I say this, I mean it 100%. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And nobody comes to the Father except through him. You must repent, turn away from your sins. I think time is short. It is for me, and it probably is for a, a, a lot of people, sadly. I love you guys. See ya! Hey guys, don't forget to subscribe and hit that like button. As a lumberjack, my job is pretty straightforward. I see the wood, I chop the wood. We even hear crazy ideas on how kids should learn. Visit thenewamerican.com for real news you can trust.